Welcome to City in Snow. This is a modified Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition Let's Play podcast. I'm Lizzie. I use she, her pronouns. And today I tried cardamom in my coffee and it wasn't great. That's all. Uh, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Anna. I am playing Ilvara, the hermetic red blade deep elf character. We both use she, her pronouns. And last time she borrowed someone's memory. Hi, I'm Miranda. I use they, them, or he, him pronouns. And I play six, the tabaxi sorcerer. He uses he, him pronouns. And last time he was disappointed in Hyacinth and found a magic fanny pack. Hi, I'm Lane. I play Hannah Mothwatcher, the half-elf fighter. We both use she, her pronouns, and last time she threatened Hyacinth with her greatsword. <laughs> Hi, I'm Izzy. I use they-them pronouns. I play Yor, a tiefling paladin, and last time they had an emotional time for some reason and did a divine sense sniffing. Sniffing. Yep, good old sniff. Yeah. <laughs> So, last time on Serene Snow, the party discussed the dragon's proposal patronage and woke up the jailed dog, who is revealed to be a worse for wear hyacinth. When awake, she told the party about the role of the last bastion mercenary company in saving Dermidnik the dragon and his household of kobolds and crystal snails and memory magic items from the great darkness rolling across tour. With the party's help, Hyacinth and Dervidnik came to an agreement, and he would be joining everyone back to Elthana's stand, in the guise of an elf. Each party had the opportunity to borrow something from the Horde before they head off. That's where we head off. Now, Hyacinth and Dervidnik had stopped off, and you were all in the snail room, a room with a great waterfall at one end, a pool of water, the air is extremely hot and damp and misty, and every surface, even coming out of the pool of water, is filled with uh, crystalline, clear snails of every size, and that's where we leave you. So everyone had the chance to take uh, an item, and so far we have Ilvara, who has chosen a rapier. And we had six who had found a fanny pack. Is it like a fanny pack or like a like a utility belt? A fanny pack. It's a fanny pack. Okay. <laughs> you can't be cool. It's not allowed. Yeah. It does have more than one pouch on it, but there is one big pouch. So okay. it's like if a fanny pack thought it would be cool to be a utility belt, but somehow made itself less cool. Yeah. As long as it doesn't it. have that, like, beer belly design on it. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that. No. That's up to you for, for how it's worn. It's one of those Let's Talk About It merch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Plug in. Anyway. Yeah, so these are things that require attunement so that you know exactly how they work. And what was Hannah's opinion about this? Once she found out that she would get the memory of the person that imbued it into the item, she flat out refused. Right. And that left us with Yor. And Yor had picked out an item, but Yor is doing something a bit extra, right? 
Yeah. Yours always extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the most like low key way. But they uh they also realize about this memory thing and they go, Oh and try to look for the one with the Hat pin, six hat that put the memory in. Okay, give me a perception check. No whammies, no whammies. <laughs> it is a seven. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to find it with the seven. Nope. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you see a bunch of things that look like it. You know what size of snail you're looking for, right? You know you're generally mm-hmm. looking for something on the smaller side, maybe about football, small bunny sized, right? And you do find some that are about that size. Could you roll me a, I guess, a, a d6? Okay. And I'll tell you which one you, you pick up and think this might be the one. So with a five, the one you pick off the wall doesn't contain the needle, but it does contain a folded up cape with metal tips and clasps. And the snail is about the size of a loaf of bread. It's on the big side for what you were looking for, but you're able to pick something up off the wall. I'll walk over to your and join them. What are you looking for? Oh, well, when Six and I were talking to Dermidnik. Six gave up one of his memories into the snail with the hat pin, so I'm trying to find that to get that back for him. Uh, but this isn't right. No, that is not a pin. No. <laughs> Can I <laughs> assist in some way now? <laughs> yeah. Let's have Olivara do a perception check. Because she's so observant. Oh, oh. oh. oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I say, that is not I would a pin. recognize it anywhere. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Also, I can tell this is not the pin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Illinois, with a 19 perception check, you successfully are able to say, mm, this isn't it. I know exactly what that pin looks like. And you take a small walk through the room and scan everything with your eagle eyes, and you find it. It's crawled up high on the wall. About 20 feet up in the air. Makes sense that it would have made an impression on you because you were the one who tried to use it as mm-hmm. a lockpick and mm-hmm. <laughs> all that <laughs> happened afterwards. I find this extra hilarious because I work with aquatic snails and they're always ascending. <laughs> they're just, they're on their way. You're, there it is. Then oh. I will gesture. You'll have to give me a boost. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean... Just tiny, you can do it. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, for, can you reach 20 feet standing on each other? What's impossible? <laughs> Toss me. What's the plan here? Toss me. <laughs> Toss no, the elf? No. Toss the elf. Toss the elf? Wait, does anyone have any, like, spells or anything? Like, oh, mage man. hand? Toss I go. There are no spells in this group whatsoever. <laughs> you are spell <laughs> Hannah would be good for this. True. Yeah, with her spells. Yeah. Oh yes. my god. Hannah <laughs> spells. I can mm. either hand you transience or I can misty step. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes more sense than tossing me. If you misty step up, you are going to fall to the ground unless you're caught, I guess. <gasps> Let me catch them. <laughs> oh, wait, I also have a climbing speed to try and get it. Oh, yeah. But We're you have to handy. suggest it to six. <laughs> this is my romantic scene. Get out of here, six. <laughs> okay. I feel like yours is in this moment of getting this snail. <laughs> You already had your fun with with what's-his-face. It's my memory. 
<laughs> yeah, Frankie. Oh my god. Frankie, yeah, we're good yeah. it for you. Okay, so Izzy, you are going to do a misty step <laughs> up to yeah. now. It off the Ooh. wall. And I'm going to need a I guess that would be an athletics check for mana. So oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's a three. That's a three? Oh, no. oh my god. <laughs> Hannah and Six, from across the room, you see a tiefling jump into the sky. A six-foot-tall tiefling. <laughs> yeah, in armor. Bam, 20 feet up, grab a snail, and then try to do, like, a cheerleader trust fall and just <laughs> absolutely flatten Ilvar. Totally, totally intentional. (laughs) Romantic, though. Yes, my spine is slightly broken. It's all right. I'm so sorry. And they go to help her up. Uh, That's 11. It's uh, okay. Oh my god. Fall damage. I'm I'm fine. Yeah. Oh dear. I'll try and kind of like, I'm totally fine. Oh no. Did you get it? Do you want to cure wounds? This is a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but you no, do have I'm the same. Right. Are you too oh, all right? Uh, we're fine, six. Okay. Six. Um. <laughs> I don't know how to do six's voice right now. It's scaring me. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, yes! There we go. (laughs) Do behave. (laughs) That's a different RPG to run. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what do you all want to do now? So it is nighttime. Hyacinth is interested in resting because she has had a time and made part of that time some of your problem. Yeah, it's been a very long day. You started this day in Alphamistan, so, yeah. Oh, God. I don't yeah. know that we would have brought any of our camping stuff, so I don't know if we have anything. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Hannah did, Ilavar would be like, that's a good idea. Did I mention that this is a hall full of items? So, theoretically... <laughs> One of them There's should gotta be something here. Have a bedroll in the look for the snail with the magic bedroll. That's a <laughs> that's a question for the dragon whose horde you might need to borrow bits of. Seventeen perception. For what? Looking I for a magic bedroll? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no no, just tell me what you all want to know. Yeah, so I mean theoretically. You could possibly take advantage and keep on going through doing more stuff at night. Um, No, I think it's been a day. Okay. You could go to the, I guess, the Blue Heron. Mm. And I guess the other place in town is related to the Moth Watchers, right? Because you have a farm, kind of. Yeah. So it's also a possibility that Hen is probably not interested in taking a dragon to the farm. Now that I think about it. Okay, yeah. No, she wants this dragon as far away from her hometown as possible. That's fair, <laughs> yeah. Six kind of wants to follow up on the soldiers and stuff, specifically Frankie. He kind of mm. wants to see if Frankie's okay. Frankie's dead. <laughs> Frankie's dead. <laughs> the only casualty. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No. 
<laughs> he was so brave. <laughs> well, because he was only half dressed in his armor. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, it's my fault. So yours. <laughs> yeah. How do we put the memory back? Give it a six. Hello. Hey, uh, Ilvara found the snail with the hat pin that has your memory. Here you go. Oh, oh, snail for How do I put it back in exactly? Uh, uh, <laughs> spend some time with it, maybe. Okay, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he takes the hat pin out and is he's just gonna hold that in his hand. Let me know when it, your memory's back. If you would. I think it's kicking in. Is it? Is it? Hmm. Can I do an insight? Hmm. It's hard to tell. Sure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that Six is lying, though. I don't think he's lying. He's just being a silly boy. No, it's like, you know, when... I mean, I forget what it's called, but in psychology class, we learned about how people... They drink a little bit, and then they're like, oh, I'm so drunk, you guys. But they're just, like, a little, like, buzzed. They're and they're just, like, socially, like... So he, he's just, faking like... It. Yeah. Or, well, not faking it, but just, like... He thinks it... He, he might think it's happening. Yeah. He <laughs> thinks maybe he feels something. Are you feeling it, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> out of 15 so i'm just gonna like squint and be like all right keep me updated i'm remembering you're no six pretty well so i'm remembering we should make camp i don't think we need to set up a formal camp i think we are relatively safe in here for the time being as much as i hate saying that we can either go back or stay up here or I don't know. I say we go back. Is Dominic in the room with us? No, they had walked out. If you wanted to follow them, you could probably hear them arguing with each other about something. No. Just turn to Six and go, I don't want that dragon anywhere near my hometown. Mm. So we rest here. If we could meet back up with them, if you need to see Higglethorpe again. No, uh, my mom has left for a Thanos stand already. I don't really have anything left to do. Uh, I do have to get some clothes for the wall, but that, that can wait until we get to Afghanistan. Your mother is a very nice woman. Thank you, I know. Oh. All of Higglethorpe is really nice. Thank what you happened for to you, showing Hannah? us. Oh. <laughs> 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 Terrible. <laughs> I've had a lovely time as well. I must confess, I, I was a little put off to begin with, but I... Enjoyed my time here, despite myself. I'm glad you all liked my hometown. I hate this fucking cave. <laughs> it's very hot. Oh, thank you. <laughs> little grin comes across her face. Six is just gonna, like, wink at Hannah playfully. Hannah knows. Yeah. <laughs> Gay and lesbian solidarity. <laughs> he does the hand thing. <laughs> Oh, you. Yeah, so I guess, are we going to bed? I guess we're going to bed. Well, at the very least, I'm going to settle in somewhere with the rapier that I popped out of a snail. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'm going to settle down with this fanny pack and 
this cat then? I'm actually going to sit so cross-legged with both my my rapier and the other one over my knees and meditate. Your is still has that snail that is slightly smaller than a loaf of bread comparatively, <laughs> and they're gonna cuddle with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, friends. Mm-hmm. It just didn't let go, and it's like, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> or it I gets stuck those. to them, and they're too nice to put it off. Ugh. I have a question for mm-hmm. your. Um, are you are you petting this now? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> you are generating an electric charge. Oh no. <laughs> it's written in the stack block. The stack block. If you pet it, you die. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> actually, it's actually oozing acid. <laughs> um, kind of like a glass that, like you put your hand around and it rings. When you pet it in oh. just the right spot, it rings a little. Bit. Oh. Uh, so when oh, it's cute. when you're like, <laughs> yeah. like that kind of a sound. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's very. If anyone would find the right place to get a snail purring, it would be your suit. Yeah. Lane's face. Don't look weirdly. (laughs) That's your mind in the gutter. I'm already thinking of your covered in. (laughs) Question mark. What rating is this podcast meant to be? <laughs> Explicit. We have an E, yeah. Excellent. Good. Technically, I'm allowed to curse. Fuck. <laughs> you know, the meme of, of who's allowed to... I'm I'm not allowed to curse. Everyone else can. <laughs> Piss. <laughs> we did it. We achieved the rating. <laughs> Good job, everyone. One, is there a specific space in this dungeon where you're looking to... Just kind of chill. Two, is there any type of items you are looking at? And three, before banging down for the night, are you contacting Hyacinth or Dominion? I'll just let them come to us. Or at least that's Six's perspective. It it seems like there's a living space where we're meeting with with him. Yes. Maybe that area is is good. There is a place with couches. Oh. What is it? Devon. 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 Yeah. Seems like a very American mispronunciation. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> Feels wrong. Sofas. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Dragon's Pull-Out Couch Lounge. So, <laughs> no, nah, he just has couches, so it's slumber party vibes over here. Ooh. Swampy slumber party vibes. So, I, I guess if you're all in that chamber, at some point your Nick comes back in and walks by you. Notices that you're all kind of in, not his spot, just, you know, he's not used to this. <laughs> and says, I'm very excited to join you and see if I'm a stand for myself. I'm out in this, like, snail room, I think. He's trying to address something. I mean, he might just shout just because he's never had to not be commanding. So, in the morning, Hyacinth has organized it. We shall leave. Through her tree. Ah, yes. We are familiar with her tree. Perfect. I've been advised that I cannot bring attendance. I shall not have a retinue of kobolds, so... Good night. (laughs) Moritz can come, though. 
No, he can't. I say so. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah, we like him. So, is, is there some sort of problem, Hannah? Don't worry. I've had a long day. I not where I want to be. I'm sure you'd prefer we all get back. All. Us. We get back to Afghanistan. Yes. It must be quite different than what you're used to. A big city with lots of people. Okay. Does he sound excited or nervous? Oh. You know, give me an insight check. Okay. Lots of people and pollution and... Let's see. Rats and garbage and... (laughs) (laughs) 19 from me. Yeah, so Ilvar is uh, slowly learning how to read him. Mm. Definitely there's something not... Elvish, even though he looks elvish at this moment, he doesn't quite have the same like social upbringing, right, as an elf would have, and so he's not giving off some of the signs you would expect of someone who's nervous. He definitely does sound excited, though, and not in a malicious way. He sounds excited in the same way of someone who gets to go to their favorite hobby store. Aww. He's a kid in a candy shop. Have you never gone before? No. No, I... Before this mountain, I was in a mountain up north. All you know are mountains, then. No, I know people. I know people through all of these. Through all the all the wonderful memories they give to me. You'll enjoy Althanistan. Oh, I hope so. Yes, it's one thing to... Experience another's memories vicariously. Quite another to experience things for yourself, I would think. There's going to be so many memories. <laughs> Just takes a moment, stands on the edge of the water, and jumps in. And as he jumps into the water, he turns into a magnificent dragon with clear gray tan scales that ring ever so slightly as he does a perfect dive into the water. Do they ring the same way as the snails? Yes. Oh. (laughs) Every minute or so, you'll see a little thing of bubbles. Is he a big dagron? Dagron? How big is big? He is an adult dragon. Bigger than your. Yes, he is bigger than your. Hmm. Bigger than six? Also bigger than six. What about six standing on your shoulders? <laughs> that would be about Bigger than feet. that as well. That's a, about, lot of, that's a lot of big. <laughs> what about your standing on six's shoulders holding Hannah on their shoulders? No, I just want to see this happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to measure you. Just, just hold on a sec. Excuse me. We're going to measure only- you in... Yours, sixes, and Hannah's. <laughs> the only units of measurements. <laughs> Six is gonna tentatively approach the pool and dip his feet in. Sort it's of look and see. It's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting your feet in someone's like sleep air. Oh, is he sleeping? Yeah, that's where he sleeps. Okay, I thought he was just like. Chilling? I mean, he's probably chilling beforehand. Doing water aerobics, yeah. No, no, this is... 
<laughs> this where Big Dragon Boy sleeps. So okay, then I won't do. That. Okay, <laughs> I misunderstood the situation. Six I'm is sorry. reading the Gilded Guild Guide because it's the okay. old book on his person right now. He's laying the back on one of those divans. Ooh, can you give me a quick, I guess, history check? See how much you learn. Yeah, he's gonna look for what Zerubel has the tattoo for. Oh, that's the velvet needle. Yeah, um, he's gonna look for velvet needles ooh. information. Is that a guild? Yes. Yes, it okay. is. Eight. Okay. Six doesn't even know how to use an index. Oh no! <laughs> that's big curse. <laughs> big sorcerer energy. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so you're flipping through, and Six is not really able to find something in the index, so I think you might just be starting from the beginning and flipping pages until you get to the Velvet Needles. Okay, I'd probably fall asleep. Yeah, well, by the time you read all the things, what you catch on to, you're able to read the first couple lines of the intro, which explain that this is a guild of thieves. However, some of them are on the up and up because sometimes they get paid to do things by rich people and are generally for hire, quote, quote, quote. And they style themselves as gentlefolk. Okay, so they're thieves. They're on the up and up because they do jobs for rich folk. They are thieves. It also includes the Velvet Needles, also known as the Thieves Guild. There is an illustration for each symbol that becomes a tattoo for the people who are masters of these guilds. And the symbol, as you recognize, is a crossbow with a needle and thread. Each each header for each guild includes a small diagram with the common locations of these tattoos, because location is also important. And this is a tattoo that is located on the inner arm by the elbow. And you also can tell with an eight... Like I said, they are professionals. This isn't just a loose association of criminals. These are people who have quality control, a code of conduct, professionalism. Mm. So all things considered, they are generally on the up. Interesting. So I guess the type of person who would like legally be a part of the Velvet Needle to be like, say, privateer company who is in the service of a nation or a mercenary company or someone who is like a bouncer i would probably do that as well like elevara bodyguards Mm. that makes sense so yeah you haven't really figured out like you dozed off before figuring out their history what their current thing is anyone like their leadership or whatever so Mm -hmm. but that's the gist fall asleep with the book open on my face nice Perfect. Are you purring? Because it's gilded. <laughs> okay, so Elevara and Yor, you're finding your space on a couch. Are you sharing a space? Uh, I'm not on a couch yet. I'm going to spend some time meditating. Yeah, so probably nearby, but just like, you know, cross-legged on the floor and trying to connect with the memory and reflecting on my own memories in this heirloom weapon that I have with me. Okay. We will circle back to that. Door, mm. how are you circling? Well, they're spooning this snail. As long as there's <laughs> enough space for everybody 
couch real estate wise, then they'll take one. And Hannah? Kind of out in the snail room. Just blank a little blanket over myself. <laughs> so coming into the snail room after you've all kind of settled in is Hyacinth. In her full tall form, she is going to pop a snail off the wall, grab a big old blanket from inside it, and start setting up a makeshift hammock. Not anywhere near Hannah. I believe mm. she's going to go into the antechamber that is uh, a mirror of where the rest of you are. Because she's an eight-foot-tall lady who needs some space. And, you know, maybe recognizes that you all need some space as well. Yeah. From her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go into item attunement because yeah. we got... Is it a mini-game? No, it isn't. (laughs) That's a really good idea that I don't have time to implement right now. (laughs) I regret not doing that. (laughs) But I have memories for each of them. So who wants to go first and with what? Let's roll to see who wins. (laughs) Okay. I guess six, you have the choice to do it, but you kind of already went to bed. Oh yeah, he's going to dream. About Razor. Could you remember Razor? <laughs> it's gonna be a bad dream. He's gonna dream and his memories are gonna come back to him in his and dreams. Then, Maybe the memories of the uh, fanny pack also get mixed in there, so it's just like really confusing and weird. And he's gonna wake up and be like, uh. You know, I actually <laughs> like that a lot, and we'll, I'll incorporate that in. Actually, the pin, I believe, did not need a two-minute last time, but it also doesn't have a memory. Just to make sure on your sheets, your, I'm sorry, the pin is with six now, and the mm-hmm. pin does have six's memory, which you gain back mm-hmm. after spending some time with it. So I think it might just be a Lavara then. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Okay. So as you meditate, you sit with the rapier across your lap. You take it out of its black leather sheath and you notice all of the little beads of condensation on it and the slight iridescent sheen to it as it, like Blaine said, with almost like gasoline in the light. And as you're breathing, you're suddenly transported somewhere else. And it's mm-hmm. in first person. So you're experiencing these things through the eyes of someone else as you're racing a horse galloping fast through a forest track and out to a beach. You can hear the thunder of hooves behind you as the horse makes one final leap across a log, and then the air changes from upturned dirt and sand into sea salt. As you make it out to the water first, a whole crowd of people are cheering and other riders follow you shortly, splashing in your wake. On a victory lap, there are garlands of flowers and little horse tokens made of wood. And finally, a well-dressed woman gifts you with this rapier. And you hold it up victorious. Cool. This is the Rapier of Desperate Times. Once attuned, if you have less than half hit points, the weapon gains the reach property. So 5 foot into 10 foot. And you gain an extra bonus action per round. Damn. Nice. That's friggin' sweet. Yeah. Oh, I know what we had forgotten, the the belts, the fanny pack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get mixed into his weird razor dream. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good because that means that it's first person, but you also know that you're kind of Razor in this moment. Oh, no. It's oh. real weird. <laughs> okay, you ready? <laughs> okay. You made it to the top. The world below starts to redden with sunset trees and columns of stone make long shadows. Distant forests become a sea of green with branches catching the last light. Slowly you shrug off a pack and set it down. You take the belt that carries the rest. There will be time to put up the tent in a moment. For now you take out a deck of illustrated cards from a side pack and sit and take in the fresh air. In the last moments of sunlight, there's the feel of old cards as you shuffle them without looking and draw. And that's where it ends. Can I make a small suggestion? Go for it. Look at the card... And it's like, like a face card, maybe, and it has Razor's face on it. <gasps> <laughs> and Razor is just like saying, I don't know, stuff like so, whatever he was saying to me during that interrogation. I don't know. <laughs> Suddenly, the camera zooms in as we transition to the interrogation memory. <laughs> Muffin six. I need more muffins. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So this is the belt of hidden pouches. This is an unremarkable looking belt with one large pouch on the back, three on the side, and three smaller ones on the front. It's adjustable, also made of black bag leather. So this Mm. is going to function as like a more subtle handy haversack. It also currently contains... A Taraka deck, I guess, like a tarot deck, and a quarter staff. I'm going to need to check that later and make sure Razor's face is not really on that <laughs> deck. Yeah. <laughs> Razor's face, the face of the fool. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So I believe that's where we will end for the long rest. You made it another day in this game! Woo! Yay! Okay. Everyone do a long rest reset. Oh, yeah. You brought everything back, right? It's been a while. Yeah, I know. It it is everything back. Yeah. So, like, even your full HP? Yes, full HP. Yep. Wow. Yeah. My spine is all better. Oh, wait, yeah. There's (laughs) room for that. What am I talking about? You can break it anytime. Wow. So, it's been a while. We start the next morning, and you wake up, I guess, all kind of sweaty, frankly. Mm. Because it's it's a sauna in here. Oh, that sounds miserable. I have snail goo. (laughs) Oh oh my gosh. (laughs) Sweaty and covered in goo. My Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) Six just wakes up in a cold sweat. (gasps) How cold is that sweat, though? Really? Not very cold. (laughs) That's true. It's not a cold sweat. It's just a sweat. So when you wake up, there are some kobolds running around, and the kobolds are doing the packing. Who was told he could only bring one bag, and uh, we're testing those limits at the moment. So. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> one of them might try to steal one of your pillows. They're 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 on a mission to pack for Dermidnik. Six is just gonna like look over at Yor and Ilavar and be like, Am I is there really a a man named Razor? Oh, unfortunately, yes. Oh. I kind of hate that I remember that. Okay, is this your reaction? But, uh, thank you, Yor, for restoring my memories. Oh, of course. I mean, I was there for that, so, uh, <laughs> sorry, but every memory is important, you know? Yeah, that's true. That is true. I'm just, I'm gonna pretend his name isn't Razor, and that's a pretty okay memory right there. <laughs> I'm sorry, his name's Ponyzink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pretend his name is, uh, Jeremy. That is a, that is a name for him. Jeremy. He looks like a Jeremy, doesn't he? Jeremy is a fine name. Yes. Wasted on a man like that. True. We'll call him Jeromey. Okay, um, so is there an order to the way people are waking up? Uh, is there anything you want to do here before uh, Hyacinth leads you all back to the tree? No, I can think of. I guess there isn't really time for me to check and make sure Frankie there, isn't dead. There isn't. <sighs> okay. I guess you could technically leave a message and a cobalt can try to sneak a letter in. Like, it, it's not, an, it's actually a bit dangerous, but it's a possibility. I'll check another time. I guess. Also, that's going to be so annoying. <laughs> I love the idea of going up to Razor and being like, Sup, Jerome. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, my name's Razor. Okay, Jerome. I decided that was terrible, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling you that. <laughs> You're just going to put the snail back on the wall on its merry way, and, you know... Give it a pat and mutter about how they hope that it likes its new home if it knew its old one. You know? That's really cute. <laughs> Positive affirmation, Snail. <laughs> new ASMR. Oh. <laughs> the snail oh, It's just like snail, the, snail affirmations. The snail affirmations. While making it through the womb noise. Oh, yeah, that'd be actually really good. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Lane is probably really mm -hmm. disgusted at me. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I'll chew I'll chew now. You guys you guys, you know, didn't send me a text when you're done. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hyacinth is going to lead the way out. She obviously knows her way around this place and looks like she's feeling a bit refreshed. Durbidnik is back in elf form. I guess a young man. 
with mm-hmm. tan skin. You got the elf ears going, and you have long, straight, very straight, dark blonde hair. I like the gesture that kind of insinuated that they they can move <laughs> like cat ears. Eh. Eh. Oh, it's gotta be canon. Sweet. I mean, to be fair, he shapeshifted, so it's not like he really knows. He's not <laughs> confined to the yes. limits of actual elves. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe he doesn't know that elves' ears don't do that. <laughs> he just has all these misconceptions about elves. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, elves lay eggs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Elves are like dragons. They lay eggs. <laughs> oh, and he's also dressed in that big fur coat. Oh. Mm, so he's prepared for the cold. Similar to how the first time you saw Moritz, Moritz was basically bundled up in. Um, and as a note, the cobalt you see running around here are dressed kind of normally and not dressed for winter. So it's obvious that they're pretty comfortable in this climate. So Hyacinth leads you all out. There's a long trek up the staircase, and then there is some careful there's some careful climbing down the mountain. But you have you have basically the morning. It's pretty early in the morning. Okay. Yeah, so you lead out and you're now where you were before and you walk towards the tree. Which was, I remember, about halfway between this cave and Nickelthorpe. So it's not as long a walk. Hyacinth makes her way through the bushes, through all the trees and undergrowth. And when you get to the lake, it's even less frozen than the last time you were here. Mm. The ice was just starting to break when you were here, but now it's really broken up. And Hyacinth takes a moment and says, Okay. Uh, will everyone please stand back? Goes towards the water and ices it, casts a spell, and puts ice across the whole thing. Now everything is solid, and she gives the speech, and mostly mostly directs at Dravidnik, but does the similar speech of, Okay, we have a very short amount of time to go through this tree. Once I give the word, I need you all to run through, and I will follow right behind. Hey, is everyone ready? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. He's still kind of bundled up in fur. And so Hyacinth does the same type of chant as she did before. She ends it by taking her hands from uh, palm to palm out. And with a violent cracking sound, the tree opens up and she goes, Go, go, go. I go. Yeah, go Lead the charge. Just curious, who's holding Dermidnik's bag, and how big is it? Um, he's trying to, but if anyone offers, he will gladly hand it over. Nope. Six will be a gentleman, but okay, the hands okay. going heavy too heavy. For no, him. thanks. All right, but- <laughs> you die. No, yours is six. Struggle and is like. You know, if, six, if you offer, honestly, if you're walking through and you're struggling to the point where you're, like, lagging behind a little, Hyacinth will, without even missing a step, take the bag from you. Cool. Tall, six foot, 
I'm sorry, eight foot woman, um, not even blinking, just adds it to whatever she was carrying. Casually. I'm, for it. I'm just going to say he struggles and that happens. <laughs> Can't even lift Hannah's sword. Just, just for bulk things. <laughs> okay, and you all run through. Right, what was the order? His uh, hyacinth is at the end. Uh, I'll be going first. Yes. I yeah. I checked. I like the thought of being second and last. I guess I'll be in the rear. It's a recurring joke, I guess. <laughs> Are you behind or in front of Jabinvik? I'm in his rear. No. <laughs> okay, so you're sam- sandwiched. <laughs> <laughs> Earning that explicit rating. Maybe somebody's not into you. Okay, so you all run through the opening in the large cedar tree that's in a clearing of the wood, a clearing that is paved around the tree because it's it's used by the First Bastion Mercenary Company, and as far as you could remember, it has been used since before Hyacinth was part of the company. Wow. So as you go through... So as Hannah steps out of the tree, you see a... Half elf woman. She's quite short, about five foot four. Uh, has straw coloured hair in kind of like a messy bob. She very clearly doesn't like take too much care of it. Very striking, like aqua blue eyes. She's wearing like sort of bronze, brassy coloured armour that does not fit her very well. There's like very clearly loose sections and it's kind of clanking around as she moves. And on her back is a great sword that's probably about six foot in length. Far bigger than she is, but slightly to like diagonally to accommodate her height. Next, yours truly springs out from the tree. They wear a mild motley of mismatched armor pieces, on which are painted little yellow details that unify them. A simple off-white tunic set over a resole chainmail shirt to which a bright teal cravat was fashioned, big puffy light sleeves, and gray-green tights on their long legs. Their pallid in focus, a somewhat unassuming sphere of amber resin cast around a dandelion flower and worn as a necklace, matches their entirely amber eyes. There's a wistful look in them, but also a joy and a gentle care for others. They often show their pointy teepling teep when they smile. A headband pushes back a big bloom of pink curls, and freckles scatter the the gray-brown skin of their face, ears, tails up to its spade end, and banded horns. Their glaive transience rivals their six-foot-one-inch height, their bag of tricks hangs about their belt, and they always have their well-loved and cared-for accordion on their person. And that's your. Elevara steps out. She is also fairly short, about five foot two, a very nimble, uh, thin body type. Her silver hair balled against pitch black skin, falling in roughly cut sections to her jaw. Pink eyes scan the area. Expecting unseen enemies. Uh, her body's overall taut and ready for battle. This kind of all the time. She's a little uptight. Uh, she's not smiling. And if she did, it might uncomfortably stretch scarred tissue that envelops the right portion of her lips and downwards toward her neck and jawline. Last but not least, merging into the sunlight with his friends, the tallest of the four by a small margin. Six, a lanky tabaxi man, 
of around 30, give or take a few years, he'll never tell. While mostly covered in fine, tawny-toned fur, the right half of his angular face bears bronze scales. His noble visage is dominated by his nose, but all is framed by broad ears while two small horns crown his brow. He wears a robe of green damask to match the glint of his eyes. His ears, hands, neck, and tail are adorned with jewelry. A satchel of dark sable is slung across his shoulder, carrying most of his items, though he can now be seen fiddling with his new magical fanny pack, preoccupied <laughs> with finding the most flattering way to wear it. His hands, as they do this, he has six fingers, basically. That's his thing. That's where his name comes from. He's six. Can I get a perception check from everyone, please? That's a five from me. Mm-hmm. Sad. Sixteen. Uh, nine. Seventeen. You're with a sixteen, and six with a seventeen. You're and six. You know it's right away. The air smells almost sulfur. Something is way off from the pristine natural environment here. Buckle up, boys. We're going to hell. Woohoo! You don't see anyone around you, but you're looking, and maybe you catch a glimpse of some movement out in the woods around you, but you don't know exactly what it is. Oh, wait. Have we come out the other side? You've come out the other side? Uh. The tree that is on the outskirt of Elfmanus. Okay, I thought we were still inside tree space. No, okay, you are not inside tree space. Okay. The tree has sealed up behind you and now has the same seam behind it, like a scar. Yeah. So we cool. just smell sulfur. Is there anything else that is off? My, we saw something. A slight kind of. smoky smell, slight, almost like a metallic blood scent in the air. Oh. You said we saw, like, a flash of something, but don't know? Yeah, your and six both saw a slight bit of movement in the trees around, in the forest around. This area is one really large tree in a section of forest that's pretty wild to the, I believe, southwest of the city. To the west of the city that's between the city and the shoreline. Mm. Uh, since Hannah's in front, I'm not going to touch her because no surprise. <laughs> I've seen what happens. That's my doing, mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Just tell her that. Hey, Hannah, thought I saw something. Something seems maybe off. Just uh, keep an eye out. All right. Uh, I didn't see anything. Let's keep an eye out. No, I saw it too. I definitely saw something. I don't know what's up with my voice right now. I definitely saw something, though. I guess we keep an eye out as we head back. Yeah, it could have just been an animal, but it's always good to keep up. Hyacinth, you know this place better than anyone. Does anything seem off to you? Maybe smelly? <laughs> yeah. Specifically. Smelly? Hyacinth takes a second and sniffs the air all tall. And says, no, there's something a little... No, something's not right. No, you're right. Are there any, like, tracks or anything strange in our immediate vicinity? Give me a survival check. Survival. That's a seven. You die. I die. You don't survive. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. With the seven, you came through here earlier. doesn't seem like 
you know, like there are tracks mm. where you're like, oh, right. I was here mm. yesterday. It didn't snow between then. So, yeah. Mm. As far as you can tell, no. Let's just forge on ahead. Yeah. Okay. Forging on ahead. Hannah's at the front. Hannah, give me a dexterity saving throw. You get plus four. For saving throws within your... Within my ten feet of paladins. So that's... Fifteen. Yeah, almost by design inspiration, (laughs) you're able to jump back out of the way as a lasso of chain pulls out from under the snow where it was embedded, almost catching your foot. It pulls out, and it pulls all the way out this dark chain, loud clattering into the forest. Sword drawn. I need everyone to make your initiative check. Yay. Wow. Okay, and Javinia goes, what, what was that? What's going on? And up from the clearing walks a figure clothed in a dark cloak, holding a whole bunch of chains. So this figure comes out of the woods okay. and reveals a new cloak, and you see this terrifying form each step, each step he takes sizzles the ground around him, and the air starts to smell like sulfur and burning and charcoal. Mm. And that's where we're going to stop for the evening. Oh, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Can I, before we end it, do a knowledge check? Maybe an arcana or history. thought you were gonna, like, sneak in a little (laughs) one-liner. Can I do a fuck you check? As I flip him off. <laughs> yes, you may. Do you get advantage if you use both hands? <laughs> yep. It's a If they are a fey, fiend, or undead, I get advantage on rolling this knowledge check. There is no undead, but there can be a fey. Yeah, you get should advantage. should be able to replace that with something else. Sweet. Yeah. Be nice. That's a nine. With the nine, you go, yeah. This isn't a person. That's as much as you can tell with the nine, but this just. I'm really good at saying that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. Like, wait, wait, wait. That's not a thing. This is way this more is right. than an average situation. This is something that mm. is devilish, fiendish, mm. smelly. I would like to know that. Sweet. And uh, that's where we're going to wrap up for tonight. And that's where we're going to start off next time. Noise. City in Snow is part of Novi Studios and takes place in the setting of Lanamora ages before the events of the Legends of Lanamora podcast. To find more City in Snow content, share your thoughts or predictions, or keep up with the silliness, check out the Twitter account City in Snow. Thanks again to all my wonderful players. How can people find you all? This is Anna. You can find all of my social media and website information on Linktree at Unruly Cryptid. And I would also like to encourage everyone to check out my friends GoFundMe for joy. I'll just link it on my Linktree. Whatever. There you go. But I encourage it. Very nice person dealing with health issues. I am Izzy, and you can find me at Squishy Night on Twitter or Linktree. According to unredacted CIA reports, I'm lame, 
And you can find me at Line the Order on Twitter and also running through uh, crypto mining farms with a big magnet. <laughs> it's, it's how you harvest it, right? <laughs> it's a farm. It's how you harvest them. No, it's how you, like, I bring don't it right. I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Farmer Lane. I, I, I harvest it with a big mallet. <laughs> Give me your coins like Mario. I'm Miranda. You can find me on the flip side at Brotato Farm on Twitter. Do we make lane? I didn't expect that to have that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lizzie, and you can find me at L-I-Z-Y underscore V-R on Twitter. Mostly staying out of the discourse, finger gun. To check out more shows and streams from Novi Studios, visit novistudio.io. That's N-O-V-I studio I-O. That's all from us. Thank you. Bye. bye. Thanks, bye.